Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to today's show. I cannot believe it is Sunday, March 1st. That is not right, people. That it is already March. Though I'm sure most of you in the rest of the country are relieved that time marches on. Uh, whereas this morning here in Los Angeles, the, the weather reporter actually said that it was, you know, going to be a little frosty in the low 60s <laughs> today. Oh, wow. So I'm embarrassed to even admit that to those of you who are out there suffering. Let me bring in my sisters. Lee and Dolan, you are in Pasadena. Frosty 60s out there? It, it was chilly. I got my Uggs on, Liz. <laughs> I guess they used the word chilly, not frosty, because obviously frost would have to be Dangerously cold. Dangerously <laughs> I know. We feel guilty. We really do, Minnesota. New York, Boston. Uh, Monica Dolan, you're in Portland, Oregon. How are you? Good, good. And you know, our weather headline today was warmest winter on record in Portland. Wow. It has just been nothing but sunshine, spectacular temperatures. I mean, spectacular for us. 55, sunny. It's been outrageous here. Wonderful. I'm sorry. For everyone in New England. <laughs> but when I saw the picture of that frozen wave in Nantucket this week. I know. That's Do you see that? It yeah. was such a beautiful picture. It was so But good. didn't it just chill you to the bone to look at it? Like what it would take for that to happen? Yeah. Uh, I also saw a funny one that uh, clearly photoshopped of like giraffe's head sticking out of a snowbank. <laughs> Did anyone else see that? No. 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 Okay. I'll, I may, maybe somebody put that on our Facebook group uh, or maybe I saw it someplace else and I'll put it on our Facebook group. Uh, so speaking of which, we're the Satellite Sisters. If you want to be part of our community, we have a Facebook page, which is where we post all of our news. So please be sure to like that. We have a Facebook group where you can join and then you get to post whatever you want. So that's even cooler. So you should do that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Sat Sisters. Uh, if you want to post on our blog, yes, we have a good old-fashioned blog. You can always listen to our show at SatelliteSisters.com and post your comments there. And then wherever you listen to our show, iTunes, Stitcher, if you listen from our website, if you listen from Facebook, what we really want to do is encourage you to Share the sisters. Share our show. Tell your friends. Post it on your own Facebook feed um, because we've we've really been building up the community a lot so far this year. Leanne, you can probably see that in all the new requests we get. It's exciting, isn't it? It is, it is Liz. Yes. It is. I have to feel I feel like we have to keep reintroducing ourselves. Yes. New people walking in. It's like walking into someone's you know, high school reunion. So it's just a reminder. People people are new every week. Okay, yeah, to that score. We are five real sisters. Three of us are here today. Julie is back on urban Nana duty in New York. Uh, so she's back in Brooklyn. And Sheila texted us this morning and said, Report cards are due, so she was. She really had to buckle down. She's oh, good because I was worried she had joined ISIS like everybody else this week. <laughs> I know it does. Very seem disturbing like... trend, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, I like mean... oh, I'm 18. What am I going to do now? Hmm, I guess I'll join in a terrorist group. I don't. Very disturbing news stories this week. Really. So I'm glad... 
Yeah. So that is not the case with Sheila. No. Yeah. Okay. Third grade report cards. She's, uh, you know, she's safe at home, uh, snuggled up. We have a big show this week. Uh, Leon, you're headed to a summit at the State Department. Can't wait to hear all about that. I can't believe it. I I never do stuff like this. It's very (laughs) exciting for me personally. (laughs) Exciting news from Monica. Monica, you actually took the plunge. Technological upgrade in your life. Complete home technology upgrade. I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, Obviously, two major dress stories in the news this week. First of all, hashtag the dress, which we must discuss. And then Lupita's dress, which has miraculously returned. Whatever. Uh, Then we have some tricks for remembering your neighbor's names. Leon has some dog breed headlines. Because no show is complete without dogs. And I actually need some some dog advice. So uh, starting with Leon's trip to D.C. for some kind of... Summit. Tell well, us. First, first, I want to thank Audible Books for supporting um, Satellite Sisters. If you want to try Audible, if you're not an audiobook listener, but you are a podcast listener, chances are you're going to love Audible Books. So Audible is offering a free download and a 30-day trial for Satellite Sisters listeners. You have to go to the special URL to get this. It's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. You can try one free audio book, try it out, see how you like it. We always like to recommend that books we're reading, books we're listening to. Monica and I both have books we have just started. Monica, what's on your to-read list this week? Uh, I have How to Build a Girl, all right, by Caitlin Moran. It's a novel coming of age about a young 14-year-old girl in 1990s, and she does a lot of misbehaving in the book, it looks like, um, but uh, it's supposed to be very funny, and I'm going to start that this week. Okay, well, the reviews say, Monica, imagine the bell jar written by Rizzo from Greece. <laughs> How to Build a Girl is a funny, poignant, and heartbreakingly evocative story of self-discovery. Well, that sounds great. That sounds like a fantastic audio book. Mm-hmm. I uh, have just started Funny Girl by Nick Hornby. Oh, I want to read uh, that. Very funny British writer. This book is actually set in the 60s. He also wrote An Education. Remember that great movie that yes. came out a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. So he used a lot of that research to actually create a novel. But it's real. It's about, um, it's about a female comedian who um, who is on a TV show in the 60s. And but she's also super beautiful. So it's sort of the problem of being beautiful and funny, but it's super lively writing. And I'm sure it's a great audio book um, read by a good British actress. So we would like to recommend those two books, How to Build a Girl and Funny Girl. That's a there you go. It's all about girls. It is. Girls here at Satellite Sisters. It is. So check out audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Thanks, Audible, for supporting Satellite Sisters. Um, So and yes, I am going to Washington, D.C. this week. I signed up to be part of this committee. Now, <laughs> I did. we've talked to you about this in the past, yes. Leanne. You have a history of overcommitting to volunteer work. But this was something particularly interesting to me because it's an organization here in the U.S., the American Women for International Understanding, a very small NGO, just about 200 members, who actually work with the State Department to honor the International Women of Courage. And here's how it works. The State Department, ever since um, Condoleezza Rice instituted this program when she was Secretary of State, they identify 8 to 10 women internationally who are doing amazing work to uh, to improve 
improve the lives of women and children in their own home countries. Many of them are taking their lives in their hands at great risk to do things to support, you know, economic equality or stop human trafficking or support, you know, AIDS victims, things like that. And so the State Department identifies these women and brings them to the United States for um, a ceremony. And then our organization hosts a, quote, celebration for them at night. But really what we're able to do is provide these women with grant money that, that they can take back to their home countries to support their work. And it's not a huge amount of money, but it's enough that they can safely get it back into the country. Uh, they can buy a new laptop or a new cell phone or, you know, use it for travel, whatever they need to do to support their work. So it's a, it's a twofer. There's the event that we're working on, the big celebration, and that's Wednesday night at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. And it's very small. It's only about 200 people. There's a lot of State Department people there, dignitaries, and then these international women of courage. And, and then that they, sounds great. That's yeah, really, it, really fascinating. Yeah. Well, apparently they introduce these women. It's very because it's super high security list. So I am the media liaison for our group, but we don't even get the names till about 24 hours before the event. Oh. They don't announce the names or the countries they're coming from or anything because they need to get these women in and out of the country safely. So uh, it's a little hard to do media when you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I found it to be quite a media challenge. <laughs> Well, I don't know who's going to be there or if they're going to speak English or if you can interview them. Would you like to cover the event? <laughs> I can say that. Uh, but they introduce each one and tell their stories. And then our organization gives an award to an American woman who's doing um, – sort of life-changing work abroad. And this year it's going to Lori Garrett, who's a journalist, uh, but she's really been on the forefront of the Ebola crisis. She is like a medical journalist specialist. She's uh, got won Pulitzer Prizes for her work on, you know, previous work on Ebola and stuff like that. So she is our internationalism award winner. So there's a lot happening. There are going to be ambassadors there and other dignitaries and these international women of courage. So I'm very excited. I've never done anything like this before. You know, usually I'm at school bake sales. <laughs> you have totally upgraded or at least branched out. You know, all of those things are important. Your local yes. school yes. and international women of courage. Yes. Nice to see you can work both ends of the spectrum. That's yes. the power of the satellite sisterhood. It Very is. nice. It is. And so our committee who puts on the event, they are all Southern California based. So we'll all go to D.C. and there have been some great corporate sponsors like Deloitte helping us out to raise money and really increase the amount of monies that we can give these women. So our event is Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, we go to the actual State Department event. And they said they really buckled down on security this year. So we we weren't sure we were going to get tickets. And being the newest member of the crew, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to rate on the list, but I'm on the list. So um, so uh, the State Department, we go, and if John Kerry is available, he will give out the awards. Um, the First Lady Michelle Obama has been there every year. She says it's her favorite event, so she's there on hand as well. And so we get to see the 10 women. They get their big medals and sashes. And then apparently we get to have like a lunch reception at the State Department. <laughs> That's great. This is like you're in House of Cards. You're, you you're in an episode. I like it. 
And, and the women who have been before, like, no, they let you kind of wander around and you can see Thomas Jefferson's desk and they have all these great antiques. And it's, I was like, wow. So, uh, so I am excited to do both those things, really looking forward to, um, you know, hearing these women's stories. I mean, some of them, they're incredible. You know, the work they're doing, uh, so much of it is social justice or they're on the, you know, ju- a judge from Guatemala got an award last year and she's trying to defeat like political corruption. Option. I mean, they, they are working hard. So every time I think about whining about what I'm doing to support right. this organization, I'm like, oh, just shut up. Yes. <laughs> just shut up. Podcasting so. is not that hard. <laughs> so, so, uh, so next weekend on the show, you'll be able to tell us who they actually were. I will be able to announce who they actually are, but I am, Liz, going to be live tweeting from the event. I thought that would be fun. Satellite yes. Sisters is an official media sponsor. And um, so from the event Wednesday, I will be at, I'm going to live tweet from the at Sat Sisters Twitter feed. So uh, if you would like to follow along, uh, you can go ahead and follow uh, the Satellite Sisters Twitter feed at Sat Sisters. So the live tweet Wednesday night. And then we are allowed to tweet from the State Department. So I'll also be tweeting from the State Department. Oh. Um, so yeah, apparently they actually have like a social media the whole thing at the State Department. <laughs> <laughs> they believe in that. Well, it has been the source of, you know, several dozen revolutions That's over the true. past yes, few I'm years. Right. So exactly. I'm glad that they're on the, the social media case. Exactly. And I did just on a personal note have to do a complete outerwear upgrade because, <laughs> because like, I don't even really have a winter coat anymore. All right. And I know the temperatures are meant to warm up in DC this week, but I did. I took the plunge and bought one of those down coats that everyone has, the long down coat uh-huh. thing. You know, fashionable though. It's a DKNY, so it doesn't, I don't look like an abominable snowman. And then, um, but it's really supposed to warm up for the State Department event. And I think Julie would be very proud of me because um, I got a bright red trench coat. Oh, my God. She looks sharp at the State Department. That sounds good. Okay, so you have to tweet short- out a photo of you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just posing on Thomas Jefferson's desk in your trench coat. <laughs> So I, I just can't, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to it. So well, again, on the wardrobe thing, the, I have watched the first two episodes of season three of house of cards because that was released Friday. And I I just find myself so obsessed with every single thing Robin Wright is wearing. (laughs) Like if you want a wardrobe plan for life in Washington, DC, you know, first getting her body would be the first, right? but Every item of clothing she has on in that television show is so beautiful. And it's all just pale grays. Pale, like There's not a single print that has ever touched her body, Liam. There is nothing. Okay. That's, she's, her whole life is monochromatic. She, like, matches her bedroom in the White House. It, it is just – but you got to check out the actual garments she has on. Beautiful, beautiful. So Does she wear a flag pin, Liz? Because I have not been able to secure a flag pin. And I, I don't know if that's too much or not. Yeah, no, I have not seen that on okay. her because okay. she doesn't really wear anything with lapels, you know. Oh, okay. She's, she's got those, you know, really good Michelle Obama arms. Right. And so she's in a lot of like tight sleeveless dresses. So I suppose you can put a flag pin on that too, but it's, you know, then <laughs> it would be like sticking into your bony clavicle. Uh, <laughs> It'd be so much better on the red trench coat. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. It'll really get a stand out. So yeah. I'm sure flag pins are just everywhere in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. So I figure I'll have time to pick one up when I arrive. But I haven't been to, well, I, 
I haven't been in Washington in decades. I mean, we did one work thing there once like 10 years ago, remember? But we were there for like 12 hours, right? Yeah, I don't even Didn't we go to some hotel somewhere and then flew out? So I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't even seen like the Vietnam Memorial. I haven't seen anything. So I haven't been there in decades. So I'm looking forward to the whole, whole event and I will fill everyone in. Phil and Monica, I am looking forward to hearing about your tech upgrade because if I'm going to be live tweeting from the State Department, what are you going to be using? I think I need something snappier than my current situation, which is a completely smashed iPhone three. So on my list, three people, but it was twenty five dollars when I bought it. <laughs> like five years ago. And I think I've got my $25 worth out of it. So I am looking forward to hearing what you upgraded to. Well, so yeah, I had a big, big week. Uh, it wasn't just the phone. It was sort of everything in my house was upgraded. But the big news is I finally went out and bought an iPhone last weekend. Now, the reason I did is because I had a home phone that Oh, I was the last for one of the last people in America to still have a home phone, but the home phone didn't work very well. I mean, I couldn't, it was hard to even make calls or receive calls on it. <laughs> okay. What, what's so funny about this is the brand of phone, which will go unmentioned. We all have these bad phones in our homes because they were a sponsor of our show at one point. Yes. So, Le- so Leanne is constantly complaining about her home phone too. Yeah. I, we have it, but you can't actually answer it or make a call. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> or make calls. And it was very frustrating. And then I was looking at my phone bill. And, you know, of course, they locked me into this low rate three years ago. And it just kept inching up, inching up. So I was paying $72 a month for a phone that barely worked. Wow. Only a handful of people called me. So I just needed something to sort of replace the home phone. Yeah. Plus, so that's why I went and got the iPhone. Plus, I would like to do some light texting. Just light, <laughs> light texting. Yeah. And I I need GPS. I need a system. I need a GPS system badly because I'm getting lost. Um, I have to go places for work now that are outside of my usual zone and different towns in Oregon. So I really need someone to be yelling directions at me, like four <laughs> left and 500 feet. So uh, I marched right down there to the Apple store, waited in line till it opened. Uh, and so I got Brett. He was my salesperson. And I wanted to buy Leon the cheapest phone they had, which was the 5C. Mm-hmm. So that is the one that comes in like bright neon colors. It, it was, it was designed they want to sell them to teenage girls. So there was like the bright pink one, the bright turquoise one. And I thought that would be fine. But Brett talked me out of that. So I got the iPhone 5S. Okay. Okay. He said, but you know what? It, in hindsight, I could have done fine with the 5C. I mean, he said, you're going to be in here next week wanting to upgrade. You're going to want to do so many things. I said, you know, Brett. He does not know you very well. <laughs> light, light texting. And I want to be able to make phone calls. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will say about this phone. Well, first of all, I'm absolutely in love with it. I mean, oh. oh, I just, I, it's the cutest thing. It's, I, I love it. It's just so much fun. Uh, I read the manual last night cover to cover <laughs> because after you buy the phone, then they send you over to another table at Apple. And they hook you up with uh, your startup specialist. And I had Theo, extremely enthusiastic, <laughs> delightful. He took 
45 minutes with just me and my new iPhone. And we did a whole, you know, navigated around the phone. He set things up for me. And when I, he said, now we can, you know, migrate your phone number and all your contacts over, uh, from your old phone. And so <laughs> Had he seen your old phone yet when oh, he said what, that? That's when I revealed the flip phone. And this is what Theo said, you know, Monica, don't worry. He said, I respect people who can actually manage their lives with something like that. It's <laughs> a special set of skills. I don't know how you manage your life. I said, Theo, I was managing my life, but now I'm ready to manage it a little bit better. So as it turns out, of course, the rotten $10 phone, they couldn't migrate anything over because Theo right. didn't have any of the right cables because it was so old. But that's all right. That's no problem. I I figured out how to get the major contacts into my phone. Um, so I had the big room. Everyone at work always makes fun of me because I have the stupid flip phone. So I can't receive – I receive texts, but I can't reply to them except to say, okay. It's just very cumbersome to text on the other phone. So I had the big reveal at work. Everyone was very excited for me. And then they just started giving me all these lessons on the fly. You know, we went around the work table at lunch, and everyone, you know, showed me how to use the flashlight. When I found out I could – talk to Siri and have Siri write my texts for me mm -hmm. so I could do audio texting. I mean, I was very excited about that. Um, <laughs> so got a cute little case for it. So Leon, I think you would really enjoy uh, the iPhone, the 5S. Um, so the next thing I did when I got home is I upgraded my internet which was just on a cable. I, I got a Wi-Fi. Well, you know, they, let's put it, the, they sent me the Wi-Fi box like three months ago. <laughs> and I, I just never bothered to hook it up. But now that I need okay, Wi-Fi. You didn't have Wi-Fi? No, I did not have Wi-Fi, Leanne. I have like a cable. E Ethernet. What, what works before? What was it before? Why well, don't even remember? There's the Ethernet cable, Leon. Oh. So, and so that was from back in the day when you did the radio show live from your second bedroom. Right. And that was that I, was your tech setup then. Right. That was my tech setup, and it's been my tech setup ever since. No, I can't. I don't have Wi-Fi in my house. Um, as, but now I do have Wi-Fi. I mean, the thing is, they they automatically they sent me the router, whatever you want to call it. I just didn't bother to hook it up. But now, I hooked it up, so I'm all I'm all, I'm all set, man. I'm I'm totally plugged in here. I was feeling so empowered. I called the cable company. <laughs> oh no! What'd you do? I just I didn't cut the cut the cable, Liz. Don't worry, I didn't oh. cut the cord. But I completely totally downgraded the the cable channels. Oh, um, you did? Yes, because I was paying too much money. So all of this was trying to save money, too. It was sort of upgrading with the phone and trying to save money. Testing uh, apps like Stitcher. You got to download Stitcher. Okay. Okay, because then I, it's the easiest access to your podcasts uh, that you can get. I have quite a few mapping <laughs> mapping apps. Uh, yeah. Mapping apps. I know you do, Liz. Are good. I do. I do do my some of my banking on the mobile apps. So if I need to like 
pay my Amex bill or uh, check my bank balance. I have those apps on my phone. Those are the big ones for me. Monica, you probably enjoy like some of the movie time apps and things like that. So you don't have to. Okay. Make some tough choices. (laughs) No, I, I support you. It's all about personalizing your digital experience, right? That's what I've done. Yeah. I was at a business thing last week where there was someone from Snapchat presenting on like, what is Snapchat anyway? And of course she was like 12 years old, but she did have uh, stats. How many people like your Apple store um, helpers, Monica, the, like the generational difference of, you know, below a certain age, the first thing they do every day before they get out, before they get out of bed is look at their phone. I believe that. It's hard to resist. That's why I moved my phone into the kitchen when yep. I, where I charge it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, speaking It's hard to resist. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's just stuff. Do you feel like there's always stuff happening there? There's just, it becomes your connection to the world, right? <laughs> I, I do. I can see that with my sons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colin's on Reddit all the time. Like that's his, you know, that news source. And he looks at that on his phone and yeah, he's, we're watching the news in the morning, but he's reading the news on Reddit instead. Like he would rather just watch it on the phone. I don't know. (laughs) Well, at least he's into the news. That's good. That's right. That's good. Um, All right. Well, speaking of other tech news, I, I believe we have to address the issue of hashtag the dress. Yeah. Now, uh, this is, Major number one work lunchroom discussion topic on Friday. I know it was at my place. Monica, at your place? Oh, yeah. Everyone talked about it. Yeah, we and, – and I was surprised that even the people that I didn't think were normally plugged into the internet and stuff had, had heard of it. So – and we went around the table about okay. the dress. Okay, and, and what, what color did you see? Oh, I saw white and gold. Yeah, me too. Totally. I don't. I can't even imagine how people saw anything else. Leanne, what did you see? Uh, well, first of all, I completely missed this when it was happening. I have been very, very busy writing and doing, working on like multiple projects this week. So actually, there was like entire days this week when I did not really look at the internet, and that was one of the days. The dress and the llamas. I, llamas on the <laughs> lamb. I totally missed that story. Oh, that and was I, a good news story. I, I would have so loved that. Like that would have been taken up my whole day. So I was playing catch up with the dress. I didn't know what it was. I actually saw a very light blue and gold. Oh, not a dark blue, but it was not pure white for me. It was not white and gold. It was white and gold for me. It was just so interesting. I think, and you know, like at our lunchroom table, there were 10 people and like, like what color is this? (laughs) I just thought they must have different, I don't know, pixels in their eyes. I don't know what's in your eyes that, you know, are I was like, are you colorblind? I mean, what is going on here? Well, part of the scientific explanation, which I won't attempt, but I know the part that I did understand is it's really nothing about your eyes. It's about your brain. So I'm not sure they're... Oh, that, that's good, Liz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, really, that like narrows it down. That's yeah. a good explanation. It's not your eyes. It's your brain. And it's just, like, a, yes. I just read that the dress like sold out at that store, the blue black version, like the woman who owned the dress shop, she had gotten just inundated with orders for the dress. So... Okay, well, I want to consider it, Liam, for that State Department dinner this okay. week. <laughs> <laughs> it did suck up the entire internet for 24 hours. There, yeah. There's just that. It's, just there, its own fascinating phenomenon. Yeah, there's no scientific explanation for that, why right. that would happen. Um, but the other major dress headline was the 
Lupita Nyong'o Oscar dress heist. Have you guys been following the news on this? I love this story. Okay. This I love. So Lupita Nyong'o wore that unbelievably gorgeous dress made of pearls on the Oscar red carpet. And then it mysteriously disappeared from her hotel room at the London Hotel in West Hollywood. And when I read the first headline that somebody had stolen that dress, I thought, why would anyone steal that dress? First of all, no one in the world is going to be able to fit into it. Right? <laughs> like, and secondly, where would you wear that that people wouldn't know that was Lupita Nyong'o's dress? Right, Liz. You know, but like, no, didn't you think they kept saying it's worth $150,000? So well, I assume I they, would just, they would try to sell it. Yeah, it, take the dress apart for the pearls well that is apparently see i thought why would you take the dress apart because you did well just because it exists as a work of art as a dress it would be like scraping all the paint off a painting and selling the paint chips you know but (laughs) and but apparently i was wrong you're right leon that's exactly (laughs) what they intended to do that they wanted to um just break the pearls apart and sell the pearls so uh, allegedly what they did now is the thief took two of the pearls from the dress and they took them down. He took them down to the garment district in LA in LA for appraisal. And that's when he figured out that they were totally fake. So the, so this whole, all this dress hype about how much the dress was worth was just hype. It was, it was none, of, hype. It, none of it was ever true. Not a single one of those pearls were actual pearls, but one detail we know now, everybody was wondering like, how did they get the dress? Out of the hotel room. Yeah, how did they? There's surveillance video all over a hotel. They threw it out the window, Leanne. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, threw it off her balcony at the hotel, and there was someone below who apparently was waiting. Uh, then they took off two pearls, had it appraised, realized, like, they were idiots, right? Of course they weren't real pearls. So, then they took the dress back to the hotel and like dumped it somewhere in the hotel. I forget where. And then apparently they called TMZ to tell them where they put the dress. So all of that, it was, you know, it's just another one of those headline stories that thieves are, I guess, just not that smart. And TMZ makes the point that also in the hotel room, the thing they did not take was her Oscar gift bag, which was worth (laughs) (laughs) $125,000. But they are idiots. But I really, I was much happier imagining a real person in the real world trying to wear that dress somewhere. That just made me laugh to imagine somebody trying to pull that off. Because nobody would ever, ever, ever be able to fit into it or wear it anywhere. So um, anyway, it makes, I forget who the designer was, but it kind of makes them look like total idiots too, right? right? Because they were just lying. And if you're Lupita, anyway, whatever. Okay. That was. uh, I don't really believe any of those, like when you hear the jewels worth like $20 million and stuff or, oh, and I heard then they had people on fashion experts. Oh, this is going to mean, you know, there's going to be security on the red carpet when you're wearing a dress. This expensive people will be following you. Apparently not anymore. (laughs) No, that's not going to happen either. Apparently they already figured out what to do about that, which is the dress is fake. I mean, real dress, fake pearls, like all those. So you're thinking like all those Swarovski crystals yeah, they're always it's talking all about? Yeah, a lie. Those numbers they give us, it's all a lie. Also we, not real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, dress is in the news. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe it will be Liam's trench coat in the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
$99. (laughs) Plus minus 20% minus like an extra $10. It was like free, the trench coat. (laughs) You know at Macy's, if you go and like you're wearing red and it's before 10 and you give them that coupon, it was free. It was essentially. (laughs) And the down coats, they're just giving away here. They just, right, after Christmas. That was crazy cheap. <laughs> All right. So, oh, okay, sisters, I I have a real problem. Need your advice. So, um, I'm having a real problem remembering my neighbors' names, <laughs> and I'm just going to lay it out for you. Uh-huh. It's the couple across the street, and then there's a woman down the street. So these are the three names: Sean, Ryan, and Kelly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So they're just too close. Yeah. They're two. So they're three Irish names. And Sean, Kelly, and Ryan, they could be a man's name or a woman's name. Mm -hmm. Do you see how difficult this is for me? Yes, I do. I I don't know who's who. Um, I know two of them are a couple, and they're the people that live across the street. And they're extremely nice, wonderful neighbors. And remember, these are the neighbors that. You know, I smashed my car into their house last year. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. You don't remember their names? I don't remember their names. <laughs> and they're a couple. And they are Sean and Kelly. But I don't know. I can't remember which is the woman and which is the man. <laughs> it's so terrible. So. And then Ryan is another neighbor who lives down the street. So sometimes I think Kelly's name is Ryan. And I've called her Ryan before. So now what happens is, and it's really rude of me, I never use their first names. And I I get all, like I saw Kelly at the grocery store the other night and I got all hot in the face and panicky when I saw her because I was like, is her name Sean or Ryan? I just, so I didn't use her name and I think it's, really really rude and so i know there was a story this week about how to remember people's names and this they interviewed this woman that was a concierge at a famous hotel and she said you need to make your brain like a camera and take a picture of them and then associate something with them to remember their names and then they tell you when you're introduced to someone for the first time you should always use your name their name like when they say, she says, my name's Kelly. I was like, Kelly, wonderful to meet you. Kelly, what do you do for a living? So um, I I sort of tried all those things, but I'm afraid to even say their names because mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. So here's what I've decided to do. I have a system in my house <laughs> when I want to remember something really important I, you know, write things down on notepads and sticky notes, stick them on my computer. But if I have something essential, I write it on a sticky note and then I tape it to the front door at eye level. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put the tape over the door so I cannot open the door, you know, without looking at the note. And these are for essential things. Like if I'm going on a trip, I put laptop wallet or something like that or if I need to bring something to work that day you know providing doing the breakfast thing I'll put bring breakfast uh so I have now put a sticky note I I I have confirmed Sean is my neighbor who's the man Kelly is his wife and Ryan lives down the street so 
So Sean and Kelly are directly across the street from me. So I've now put Sean and Kelly in little stick figures of a man and a woman. <laughs> taped, taped to my front door at eye level. Now, there'll be a problem if Sean and Kelly come in the house. <laughs> yes, they might think that's a little weird. But like I you're targeting I, them for something. I think I need like a daily, weekly reminders of what their names are so I can start addressing them by name and be a better neighbor. Yeah. Well, can I, I make, can I make one suggestion? Like, yeah. The, sometime now that you have the technology, take a picture of the note with your iPhone. Okay, Liz. So then you always have the note with you, Monica. All right. And okay. then it's always in your camera roll. And I find that taking pictures of things I want to remember, like where am I parked in a shopping mall, things like that. Yeah. The, the iPhone is incredibly useful for that. So then it means you just always have that little sticky note with the stick figures with you when you need to refer it. Like say you're, you're in your car and you pull up in front of your house and they're out in the street and you just want to go over to say hello and you don't want to run in, open your front door, look at the back of the front door, look at the sticky <laughs> note. You could, while you're still sitting in your car, just call up your camera roll and refresh your memory. Liz had a, such a good idea. I'm wondering if Siri can help me in any way. <laughs> if I tell Siri who my neighbors are, maybe she yeah. can remind me that's i i don't know if siri is teachable but i <laughs> i just don't know i you might want to try that i might, might want to go back to the store and ask i might want to talk to theo about that yeah. call my man theo and ask him but good idea liz take a picture so that's, that's exactly what i was going to suggest so there you go i think it is the way to remember it yeah then you can just look at it every day even if you're not at home um <laughs> All right. Very quickly. I know we're running out of time here. I want to uh, get to the um, top 10 dogs that are losing favor in America. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> How no. could that be? It seems to me that dogs are just proliferating like all dogs are gaining favor. I know. Well, apparently these dogs, there's actually, you know, a rating system and dogs moving up and down. And these dogs have lost the most number of places in terms of popularity. And they're all adorable dogs. The Scotty, the Scottish Terrier, oh. uh, they're adorable. They, they are. Should- Chihuahuas, I kind of understand. They peaked a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. And when you go to pounds, there are a lot of chihuahuas in pounds, uh, unfortunately. Yes, cocker spaniels, really, think about it. When was the last time you saw a cocker spaniel? That's true. I never thought yeah. about that. I haven't seen a cocker spaniel in quite a while. How about the Sharpay? Did anyone, I, I was surprised they were ever fairly popular, but the Sharpays have dropped. In. I do love them though. Whenever <laughs> I see them, yes. like the only time you ever see them is the dog shows, right? You just don't see them out and about on the streets. Um, but I love the way they look. Love a Sharpay. I worked with a woman once and she was kind of neurotic and she bought a Sharpay and the Sharpay was also neurotic. So the Sharpay was too skinny to even have the, the saggy skin. <laughs> Okay, so it was. The Did difference. she have the saggy skin? It was like a Sharpay without the wrinkles, and it was oh, a very wow. odd-looking dog. Yeah. All right, Basset Hound, Basset Hounds, like those oh. are funny dogs, but well, they're very low to the ground. It's there. I have two a pair of Basset Hounds right around the corner from me, and it's one of the breeds that. Ferris goes a little nutty when he sees. He's not a fan of the Basset Hound, and I'm not sure why. Well, he'll also be glad, Liz, that the pug is dropping. Oh, you know how he hates pugs. You've seen his pug reaction. All right. You know who else is dropping in popularity? Toto, the Cairn Terrier, uh, has dropped really way off the radar. 
That's not right. Yeah, I love them too, Monica. And then this is no, this is a big dog. The Grand Pyrenees. That's just a big dog. So I think it's who's got room? Dogs. Really, you need a lot of room. And they have um, weak hearts, so they can't really do much either. Uh, uh, this surprised me because I like Lasso Opsos, but the Lasso Opso dropping, uh, dropping, and then finally the, the dog dropping the most in popularity. I guess it's peaked because it's a Pekingese. <laughs> Snappy headline. Pekingese is peaked. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've seen one of those, too. And really, there's no actual connection between good dog and popular dog or good dog. I mean, maybe people are just getting more uh, rescue dogs, you know, that they yeah. don't have to be purebreds anymore. But or they're, they're into these designer combinations, you know. Right. like which co- are really just mutts. Like Cocker Spaniels may be down, but Cockapoos you see a lot of. Right. right. And Labradoodles. Mm-hmm. And right. so people are trying to improve. Puggles. Yeah. You see Puggles. <laughs> right. The Pug and the Poodle. Puggle. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's bad news for some of those breeds. But um, I did I did need a little dog advice from you guys. You know, uh, my dog Ferris has had some up, ups and downs with his health. But lately he's been pretty healthy until like Friday he went back on a hunger strike, which he is, uh, which he does from time to time where he just all of a sudden stops eating anything I put in front of him. So the usually the cure for that is just a little roast chicken. You know, and uh, nope, he rejected the roast chicken. Then my next go-to food, I went to Pavilions yesterday morning and got the sliced deli turkey that he usually finds irresistible. (laughs) Nope, would not eat the sliced deli turkey. Has rejected the Swiss cheese and the salmon jerky. Oh. So, So now it's been 48 hours of nothing. Oh, so not sure where to go next. Leanne, I believe at one point, didn't you cook him some chicken thighs that really yes. helped yeah. him when oh, he was chicken bit- and rice would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he enjoyed the roasted chicken thighs. That's what I was making him when he was going through chemo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm going to have to do a little a little more shopping for him today because uh, he's just, you know, just. Very low energy and not really interested in consuming most of his favorite foods. Even this morning when we went for a walk, there was a cookie just laying on the sidewalk. <laughs> just, a, just looked like just an oatmeal cookie. And, you know, most dogs would just snarf that up. Yeah. That, no. He walked right by the cookie without even acknowledging it. So, um, yeah, going to have to get some, try some new treats, see how we can get him back on track. Little Ferris, we can do yeah. that. Oh, but you know he, he usually he usually bounces back. Yeah, you know you saw him last weekend. He looked pretty good, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he for, did. For I mean, an he's, old dog. He's aging, right? Yeah. He's aging now. You know, he's clearly an old dog. So, uh, and they have good days and bad. Yeah, don't we all really? I mean, <laughs> I had a bad day yesterday. I felt like <laughs> Sheila yesterday. <laughs> It's just so it was like there was some gastro something was happening to my my organs. I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'll say. I woke up a different person today. Okay, well that's good. All right. Well, uh on that note we can wrap it up. I guess the big news is that you will be live tweeting from a new phone from the Ooh, State Department yeah. uh this week. So if you don't already follow us on at Sat Sisters. Sounds like it's going to be a big week on our Twitter feed. We don't. Yeah. We haven't yeah, really I'm attempted something it. like that before. I like no, it. No, I know. 
<laughs> Normally, it's just random things that you or I decide to uh, to either tweet or retweet. So this is an actual Twitter event, planned, planned event, planned event. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, I'll, I think I think the hashtag will be I Walk 2015. Okay. IWOC 2015. Hashtag IWOC 2015. International Women of Courage. So there okay. you go. Monica, have you tried Twitter yet on your new phone? Uh, no, but I'm taking some notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, woo! Yeah, this week. Hashtags, that's a whole level above where you have been operating. You Can might have to help me with that. <laughs> you might have to go to hashtag school back at the Apple store. I'm I sure know. They, don't they have iPhone class? Yes, they do have iPhone class. And I signed up for one last week, uh, but I missed it. They uh, <laughs> <laughs> let it work. So I have to sign up for another one. Okay. And you know, someone's like, you have to go to a class. I was like, I want to. It's, this is this is Apple, man. This is the cult of Apple. This is how they suck you in. They offer free classes. The next know. thing you know, you're going to be getting a watch. <laughs> and I watch. <laughs> a Fitbit. All right. So uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. Remember, uh, like our Facebook page. We post all of our news there. And you can join our Facebook group. We were just talking about we're on Twitter at, at Sat Sisters. Um, we do have a website. Good old-fashioned website, SatelliteSisters.com. And wherever you listen to the show or uh, or download it, we love it when you review our show and when you share it on. So if we pop up on your Facebook feed and you just want to share that with your own Satellite Sisters, that is great for us. So, okay, you guys, have a big week. Sounds Thank like, you, Liz. Sounds like there's a lot going on in the Satellite Sisterhood. So we're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your sister.